Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. You know, it's funny. Every time I hear this song, I, I can't get this image out of my mind. Uh, Jeff Hewson sliding on a hardwood floor in his tidy whiteies just dancing his heart out. Welcome back to the show. Goodman Mason. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience or find them online at rmurosport.com. What's up, Huey? <laughs> Not much. I was just laughing at that comment before uh, yeah. we came on the air. Right. That was a good one. Right. No laughing matter with what the Rockies did. Dick Montfort shelled out some cash. Seven years, $182 million to Chris Bryant. Uh, is there any way to overstate how important this move is, knowing they really don't have a lot of power in the lineup now that Trevor Story is likely gone? Uh, no, not really, because I was over at the ballpark yesterday. Uh, it was right around noon, probably about three, four hours before the news broke, Brian. And that was the, that was the $182 million question over there. It was like, okay, you know, are the Rockies going to get him? Are they not? I don't know. I hope so. Is it just being used as leverage? Um, and then when the news broke and then over there, uh, this morning, just the, the, the buzz around the park was, was pretty cool. And it's something that, uh, you know, it, it, it's, I don't want to overstate how important it was because I know the guys felt it. And, uh, when you sign somebody like that for that much money and Chris Bryant obviously is a heck of a player, it, it did make a big splash. So where does he project in in the, not only kind of in the lineup but also on the field because he has certainly extreme positional versatility? Well, and I think that's one thing that helps. Um, I, I think he slides a little bit more though into the outfield now um, with with where he is. I know Bud said you know he's going to play a lot of uh, uh, left field. He can play some right field with Charlie's DH and. Um, can maybe slide in at third base if Mac needs a day off, Brendan Rodgers. But I think it's going to be more outfield because that's where they really lacked last year was any power outfield-wise. And so to be able to slide him out there I think is going to help. Uh, I think you can put him anywhere in the lineup. You can hit him second, third, fourth because he could do so many things. I look for him to hit maybe 40-plus doubles this year. And I know his career high in triples is five, but I, I'm thinking maybe double digits because he can still run. Even though he's 30, he can still run. And, and that's something that's going to really help in the gaps at Coors. Okay, let's just say that Brian spends most of his time in the outfield. He doesn't have the same wheels that he used to. Charlie Blackman, um, I mean, he, he blew a tire a while back when it comes to his wheels, although he's still a terrific guy, great beard, and a productive player. With that outfield being as big as it is defensively, is that a smart move? Well, you know, with Charlie, I think he's going to do a lot more DHing this year with yeah. the with 
the vet coming into the Good National point. League. But that's but that's where you have to have the speed in center field, whether it's a Garrett Hampson or a Sam Hilliard. You have to have guys that can go left center field to right center field because you need it. And then if you slide uh, you know, um, uh, Brian over to right field, give Charlie a day off. I'm not sure who plays in left, uh, you know, Connor Joe. Uh, Top, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Top. Top's not in camp yet, and it's through no fault of his own. It's just, it, you know, it's he can't get his visa just yet. So, you know, when is when does he show up? But he's done so much in left field. So, I I, I understand what you're saying, but I think you have the speed in center field to maybe um, close those gaps just a little bit. How much better is this, does Chris Bryant make this team? Wow. Um, from where it was the last couple of years, I think a lot because he brings that presence in a lineup that you need. Um, he brings that, um, hey, I've been here, I've been there, I, I kind of understand different organizations. What so a World brings, Series. Yes, exactly. He's aware. That's what I mean. So he, he brings that special element that you have to have on every ball club. And I, I don't know how many texts I've received in the last 24 hours since this all happened and said, Huey, you know, this guy's a great dude, a great teammate, and all that. So that can only help, too. I have seen a lot on Twitter, and we are talking to Jeff Houston. You can catch him on AT&T Sportsnet calling games with uh, Drew Goodman. I say this about Drew all the time. Um, he's better looking, but I'm taller than he is. And then, of course, <laughs> Ryan Spielborgs and uh, Corey Sullivan. Uh, but I digress. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter, cynical Rockies fans, saying, well, you had seven years, $182 million to spend on Chris Bryant. Why aren't you giving that money to Trevor Story? And how come you weren't willing to give that money to Nolan Arenado? How do you answer that? Well, I, I, I get it from a fan's perspective because, first and foremost, I'm a fan of the game. I miss watching those guys play each and every night because they would do something spectacular. Uh, I think there are two different things, though. I think with, with Nolan, something happened in that off season where he wasn't happy and I'm not sure he could have been happy. And so I think it became a case where they had to try to try to trade him because I, it just wasn't going to work for whatever reason. I don't know. I, I haven't asked Nolan about it. And for him, it was, I think you had to, I, and, but I get what people are saying that you had this guy already, but I just think the, um, there was some toxicity there, and I'm just not sure that that would have been able to be overcome with Nolan. I think Trevor's a different story, though, because Trevor um, has been, it was offered a contract. Now, I don't know how much it was. I'm hearing it was over, well over $100 million, and he turned it down. As a player, you only sometimes in life get one shot at free agency. And I think for Trevor, that was what he was looking for is, hey, this might be my opportunity. Now, did it happen when there was a CBA and a lockout and other guys signed up for $300 million? Now he's sitting on the outside looking in, whether he has regrets about that or not. I don't know because I haven't talked to Trevor about that either. But I think they're two different situations. But I understand where fans are coming from. But I think they have to look at this as, wow, okay, Chris Bryant wanted to come here. He got the money that he wanted. He got the years that he wanted. Hey, let's embrace him and let's look at this as a positive. You mentioned Trevor Story, so I just want to talk about uh, Jose Iglesias a little bit. Of course, the Brockies signed him last week. He's a great singer. 
Wrong Iglesias. <laughs> Is he going to do the national anthem too? I, I don't know. I haven't heard him sing yet. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, like, what should Rockies fans expect from Iglesias this year? A, a solid defender. I mean, like a plus-plus defender at shortstop. And that's the one thing that's always been his calling card. And that's one area that I, I'm, I'm happy they address because – if you're looking at this ball club, I think Brendan Rodgers made huge strides at second base, and he's very comfortable, and his hit came around. Leave him there, and you go out and sign somebody like Iglesias. You know, last year, what, he hit nine home runs. He probably will hit 12 to 15 playing in Colorado, but he's not a big power guy, but he does all the little things, and he catches the ball. And, and, and to me, that's what you need for this team, somebody that when there's outs to be made, He'll make those outs at shortstop, and, and you have Mac at third and B-Rod at, at first. I think it, it just really helps kind of have a glue guy and somebody that's been around, too, a guy that's been with several organizations. So, again, nothing really is going to overwhelm him. Okay, so you have uh, spent some time down in Scottsdale at spring training. Uh, you can't say this, so I will say this, and I'm not suggesting I'm speaking for you because I am not. But uh, Jeff Breidich walking into the Rockies locker room, I'm guessing, is as welcome as a fly at a barbecue. Now that he is gone, is there a different vibe and a feel? Because he wasn't well-liked. Is there a different vibe and a feel with Bill Schmidt? Yeah, I I will say that. And I know Billy, uh, when he was hired, there were some people going, oh, man, somebody still. Billy's a wonderful guy, wonderful guy. baseball guy and he's been with the organization a long time but he's got a different personality yep. and and i think that's what they kind of needed somebody else to be able to look at it from a different prism and be able to look at it from hey i've been in scouting so i've seen it from uh, you know what's happening from above kind of but now that he's running the show just uh, just watching him walk around on the field and, and and yesterday when i saw him kind of interacting with different players it, it was just different and i don't know what that means i don't know yeah i hope it it means great things for everybody but i just know that there is a different feel for sure when he walks out onto the field than than maybe before uh, I don't want to point out this person by name, but there was a column written today, and I'm not going to name the person's name, but the column basically said uh, the money that they gave to Bryant, they should have given to Story. I'm not asking you to say it. I'll say it. Trevor Story did not want to come back to the Rockies organization. And then he started railing on the analytics department as well. It is, and I understand the analytics department over the last couple of years was, for lack of a better phrase, thin. It is my understanding, and I'm, and I'm guessing you know what's going on there. It is my understanding, and this is how it was put to me by somebody close to the organization, Bill Schmidt has made some home run hires with his analytics department. Well, and that's the, that's the key. And, and I think sometimes with analytics, too, is you want to go, okay, hey, we need 15 guys to run this department. I, I'm not sure that's the case because if you have three or four guys that can do it and, and be the guy and give you the right information, I think that's the bottom line. Is sometimes we talk about analytics in this abstract way, but what does that mean to me as a player? How how can I 
disseminate all that information when I'm going to the plate or I'm going to go out and throw that night. So I think that's that's really the key in all of this. You can have all the information you want, but how do I use it? And I think that's where Bill is kind of like, okay, I'll pick this guy and I'll pick this guy and I'll look at it from this way and we'll slowly ramp this up because you can't go from zero to 60. And I think that's, you know, because they, they had a really – razor-thin analytics department. Now they're starting to build it back up, and I think that's one area that Bill's going to kind of take his time in doing it, but make sure he does it the right way. Now you mentioned Bill Schmidt kind of taking his time just there, but uh, beyond kind of the analytics, uh, how has he kind of already started to kind of change the culture in the building? Well, I think more than anything, it's asking for, you know, having, surrounding himself with other people, people that will, you know, one can say, yes, I like this or no, it's not my way or the highway type of thing. And I think for Bill, he's, he's brought some of these guys on that he's known down in the scouting department, but also guys that, that, that aren't afraid to say, Hey, let's, let's look at it this way. And, you know, when you have somebody in charge, you, you have to be, you have to surround your with people like that too because yes men or or people that disagree with everything that's not good for anybody you got to have some healthy conversations i think that's where bill is really trying to do things his way but also the right way uh jeff i don't know if our, our listeners know this you had a long playing career uh but they certainly probably don't know that i covered you when you played for the cubs in 2000, I don't believe there were analytics really back then, but what would the Cubs analytics department, what would they have said about you? <laughs> um, not much power. Um, <laughs> yeah. and he, can, he can bunt, he can hit and run, right. he can play any position, right. and he's got a good glove. And at that time in 2000, probably has lost his step. Well, I got to tell you something. I don't need to be an analytics guy to know that with eight home runs, eight more than me, by the way, eight more than me, by the way, that you did not have a lot of power. But you were an ace utility guy for sure. Yes, you were yes. a guy. You you were essentially what Chris Bryant was or is today, minus the money and the power and the height. Well, yeah, it, that's, and the ring, that's true, and that's the ring. True. <laughs> Other than that, you guys have a lot in common. We're, we're, we're very similar. Yes. <laughs> Huey, thanks for your time. Enjoy the sun in Scottsdale. All right. Good talking to you guys. Talk yeah, to you pally. later. All yeah. right. Late. All right. Coming up after the break, could we finally solve the riddle of overtime in the NFL? One team has made a proposal that I think might get a few nibbles on the line. That's next. 